Hey, welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process, a podcast where sisters Alex and Sarah Franklin bring on comedians to recap Bachelor episodes and reflect on their own journey with Bachelor Nation. Enjoy! Brown is not joining Peter's season of The Bachelor. Wow, wow. We're just kicking it off right from where we left off. What, before we launch in, (laughs) what an important episode of television. Mm. Can you remember the last time you got this excited about an episode? No, and I, I, the episode, yes, but also it just made me so ready for the rest of the season. Yeah. Oh, man. I have not seen drama and we will get to it like Champagne Gate. Yeah. Since maybe since I have not felt this satisfied since uh, Waboom and Blakey. The fight. Yeah. I mean, also like beyond that, bringing in Revolve for a date was a huge deal. Yeah, there was a lot. This, there's a lot of um, it. I was reminded when watching this episode why I loved like the two to three area episode two to three Mm, area of this franchise it's fun because it is it's all of the drama without any of the heaviness without the risk yes that's when we had like our greatest moments from bibiana on ari season her mic drop champagne gate actually mimicked a uh a bibiana this have actually happened during ari season two exactly Oh my God, Viviana. you're right. You're right. But she handled it <laughs> a lot better. She was a little classier. That's because we can always deal with Bib. Oh, Bib is such a treasure. I know, I miss her. Um, We are so excited that you are joining us for another week. Again, welcome any newcomers. Yes, guys. We're so happy to have you. For those who don't know, Alex and I are sisters. And <laughs> uh, we've been watching The Bachelor since like an, an inappropriate age yes it was 9-11 had just happened (laughs) we were looking for some solace some comfort uh and we found it in alex michelle found it um much to our parents chagrin um now should we should we just dive right in talk uh, talk about (sighs) hannah hannah b and peter hannah b yeah i mean this is just your classic situation of like I don't want him, but now I don't want anyone like like now that I see him with like 20 girls. Yeah, I believe she said something like Peter asked her if she was just missing the what ifs. Not sure what that means, but she's like, I might be missing the what ifs, but I'm also missing other things. too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she was like, part of me just wants to be like selfish and say, let's get on a plane right now. It's like, Hannah, you can't do that. You have Dancing with the Stars to film. Right. Like, where were you going to go on that airplane? You're all in L.A. To Burbank. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out to the valley. Right. Although I think Burbank Airport is technically because I believe that they're in Hollywood and Vine. Burbank Airport would be closer than LAX. Santa Monica, I guess. But I don't even think that she would make her dancing. I don't think she'd make her dancing appearance that night if she was getting off in Santa Monica. Yeah, no. Where's LAX again? It's like Inglewood. Okay. 
<laughs> I've only lived here for a decade. Yeah. It's like Inglewood area. The important thing is this was crazy. Yeah. It, I, part of me wonders like I don't I don't think it was Hannah's intention to come on and do this. Mm-hmm. I think they were just like, oh, you come on a few episodes. And like Hannah, I think like only feels valuable when she's like on television recently I'm just like getting that vibe from her because every time she's like not filming something she's doing Instagram stories of just like being alone in her apartment and being like guys um I don't know what to do with my whole life so like I'm sure she just like jumped at the opportunity to like come back on and then when she was there I think she just became like overwhelmed by emotion she was in like a very high stress situation with Dancing with the Stars already but yeah she wasn't sitting at home and eating eating bonbons like she was busy she was on Dancing with the stars at the time right she right. was contractually unable to go on the bachelor <laughs> right 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 i right. mean i'm sure abc would have cut a deal it's all in-house um under the mouse house i wouldn't have wanted to watch the season if hannah came back on no neither would i i will say if he doesn't because they keep teasing this insanely dramatic ending like there's something you should know before you're gonna do what you're about to do okay i wanted us to make predictions <laughs> i if it is Hannah at the end, I would not be disappointed. But I also don't want to see her out in this love story. Like, let Peter shoot right. his shot. Oh, okay. That's actually a really good point. Because this, your story happened, Hannah. And you, like like I, like I you said in your own words, while you were, I'm proud of you for the decisions that you made for yourself. You weren't that amazing at making decisions. And now that's the other side of that. Like, let yeah. Peter make his mistakes. Yeah, and or then, his right choices. Or his right choices. And then if you guys are meant to be, you guys will find each other at the end of the day. So, okay, that's an interesting point if Hannah comes back at the end. Is that what you think it is? No, I don't think it's what it is. I think it's – I always thought they were the best match for each other. They really did make a good match. And I always thought that he locked into chemistry really well with her. But then after seeing him tonight, I was like, he locks into good chemistry with everybody. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's pretty. He really is pretty likable. Yeah. And he like he's like an open pore. Like when he makes out, I feel like he means it with everybody, with everyone. It's very intense. He's probably a Scorpio. Hmm. Whoa, now I'm enticed to look it up. I, <laughs> I know that would derail the momentum. <laughs> we'll look it up later. Um, okay, so he decides to put her in the past. Yes, but what stayed, and I hope maybe this is symbolic, where the sparkles all over his goddamn face <laughs> <laughs> and beard and suit. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, he was very sparkly. Um, I like that the girls like really held their own and were like super pissed off and let him know it. Like, Natasha being like, every time I've seen you, I've also seen Hannah Brown. Like, that's annoying. Yeah, Peter is really interesting to me. I heard Nick Vial say this on another podcast. Um, He said something along the lines of he thinks – Nick said this about Peter. He thinks that Peter is a guy that likes a girl who emotes a lot. Um, which means the girls that who are going to have emotional reactions, he's going to be more drawn to, much like Nick was. That, I think, was actually proven in this episode. Totally. Because when McKenna, my Kenna, as I love to call her, yeah. you love to call her, I think I stole that from you, um, offered him the, like, let's not talk about it. He did the classic lift and kiss with her, 
But he ended up giving his rose to Sydney. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you might feel that relief in the moment. And I think historically those girls typically win. But I don't think Peter's a guy who goes for a typical girl. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think he wants the girl that's like, oh, thank God she was here just to like make everything fun for me today. Um, I actually, I think Peter is pretty aware as well. Like I thought it, I found it interesting. He said, I'm asking them to trust me right now, but I know that they don't like, and that's good for him to go in this way because I feel like typically Mm -hmm. we would see a bachelor, probably not Nick Vial, but someone like Ari or whatever go in and just be like, yeah, it's in the past. I'm so excited for my future. Here we go. I don't want to talk about Hannah Brown anymore, Mm -hmm. but like, like to your point he's so willing to talk about it and he was like very aware that all these women were rightfully upset with him yes and it was going to be hard for him to earn their trust back totally I liked that awareness that he had but I like that he wants to work for it I think he's somebody who can handle a challenge I do too I do too I think that so far he and you know we see him handle a lot this episode but i think he handles emotions re- and other people really really well he's a safe place like he's a safe place yes. to hold your emotions he makes me feel like i could call him up and like talk about a problem that i'm having i wonder if he is the kind of guy friend where if a girl is sad that a guy's not texting them back that they'll be like peter can we just like talk about this boy for a hot second. Mm, yeah. Like, I feel like he would listen and actually engage you. Do you think Peter has strong female friendships that are not sexual? It's so funny because as it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, <laughs> who do, like who it does he have this friendly relationship with? Because he seems to have chemistry with everybody. I, I don't know. know. But I mean, there's definitely guys that can just like make out with all their friends and it never be awkward, and that's fine, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm for also, him, maybe I, not for that. Sure. <laughs> I'm trying to reflect in a time in my life. I feel like 18 to 21 was when you could kind of get away with making out with all of your friends and it not being weird. It was like college years, basically. Late, late, late high school, late high school, like early college. Because uh, there was sort of that. I, I didn't. If a guy made out with me in high school, I was like, he loves me. I was way chiller in high school. I wish I could like tap into how cool I was those like final years. I was so hopeful. Huh. I was like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm going to make out with anybody. I ever super chill about making out with guys. Maybe. I feel well, like probably you, more in my adult age. I actually uh, yeah. think you were really chill about making out with guys before you met Adam. Right. Right. Well, I was also yeah. post breakup. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you, that's when it strikes. Post breakup. Post breakup yeah. people are the most fun because they're freaking fearless. I know. It's really nice. It's really good. It's a good place to be. You're like, I'm going to make out with everyone who's on my bench, who I haven't thought of, like who I always kind of wanted to. Like you always talk to everyone too, right? Like yeah. I just found myself flirting with like cashier after cashier after cashier. <laughs> there are so <laughs> many 7-Elevens that Sarah is not allowed back in. <laughs> there is a specifically one coffee shop I can never go back into and I've never been since. <laughs> and it was my first year in L.A. <laughs> 
It was horrible. What, what coffee shop was that again? It's on Hillhurst and Kingswell in Los Feliz. Oh, the, the coffee shop attached to home? Yeah, it's called Guest House. And I like didn't really have a lot of friends outside of Alex's friends. My first summer living here. I was living on Alex's couch. And so, and you were like working really intense hours. And I just had like, like an internship. And I was mm-hmm. just kind of like dicking around. And so <laughs> I would always go to this one coffee shop. Like, okay, I'll like do work there or whatever. And there was a guy, a barista there, and we would like, we would talk all the time, and he would like sit at my table, and we would chat and chat and chat. And then one day he was like, hey, one of these nights, we should grab a beer after my shift. There was a bar right across the street. And I was like, oh, I would love that. Um, like, I was like taking off that night or whatever. It's like, I'm taking off tonight, but I'll like be back this week. Like, I'll see you then. Like, at this point, I knew his schedule. So not like just because he was always there. So then I made the mistake of telling you and our friend Eleni this story. (laughs) And one night when we were going out, it was like that weekend. We drank too much and we went to the coffee shop. (laughs) Which, why was it still open? (laughs) It's open really, really late. That was always like a weird thing about it because it's like attached (laughs) to the restaurant. And I was like really drunk and I went in and everyone's like, talk to him. (laughs) (laughs) And I did. And it was horrible. And I was like, well, I'm never going back. So we never went on the date. Some might say that was the best thing (laughs) that could have ever happened to you. I I really cannot picture his face like to this day. I know that he has like darker hair, but I often think about if I'm in Los Feliz, if I'm just like bumping into him, Mm. you know, like these days, like what is it six years later maybe it's peter (laughs) honestly (laughs) maybe he just needed a little time to catch up um anyway that's yeah uh before (laughs) we uh, we talk about uh, uh, truly historic like a historic event in television why don't we talk about our new incredible amazing sponsor who I am so freaking excited about Same. because I wear their jewelry every single day and I get so many compliments on it. They're called Noemi, you guys, and they are the shit. I'm going <laughs> to tell you a little bit about them. Noemi believes that luxury jewelry doesn't have to be overpriced. They cut out the middleman and deliver exceptionally fine jewelry without traditional retail markups. So you can save an average of 50% compared to other luxury brands. Yes, no, I mean, it's the only fine jewelry company offering such incredible quality at this price. They've got everything ranging from rings, earrings, bracelets, necklaces, everything you need. And you can personalize with engravings or other custom designs. Yeah, so Sarah and I were able to each pick out a ring um, and we decided mutually because I copy everything that Sarah does (laughs) to get the petite (laughs) diamond band ring. And we are so obsessed Um, You can choose from rose gold, which we both did, yellow gold, white gold, and platinum materials, and they are available in any ring size. I I seriously wish so badly I knew about them when I was getting married. I I mean, I love my engagement ring, but there's just so many options. Like, it's such good quality, such an amazing price. And I'm going to say it, I think Neil Lane is fired from The Bachelor. I think we've got... We've got a replacement. There <laughs> is a new guy in town. Neil Lane's fire. <laughs> Look out for Noemi. New gal in town, I should say. <laughs> um, you can also return any order for a full refund. Full disclosure, I picked out my ring a little too fast. I got a too small of a size. So I asked Noemi if I could return it. And I got 
it, a new one came. I was able to get a full refund and uh, you can do it with even engravings and custom design. So it doesn't even have to be because you're stupid and you order the wrong ring size. <laughs> um, truly, it's literally an entirely risk-free experience. So if you guys are looking for that really quality fine jewelry made to last a lifetime from a luxury brand that you know you can trust, it is Noemi. Trust us. They have thousands of five-star reviews online. We suggest that you read some of them and see why people are raving about this company. Just go to hello Noemi slash trust to see their collections and get 50% of $50. I'm sorry, $50 <laughs> off of your first purchase with promo code trust. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-O-M-I-E dot com slash trust. And don't forget to use the promo code TRUST for $50 off of your first purchase. Oh, gosh. This came at a good time because a lot of my friends were getting engaged and I was really jealous of their sparkly rings. <laughs> <laughs> and again, watching The Bachelor, I was like, oh, I want one. And ugh, it's just so cool. And ours is in rose gold and your engagement ring is in rose gold. I know. So I got it to match my my engagement ring. And yeah. your glasses. And it, yeah, it actually matches perfectly. It's gorgeous. I also have a rose gold laptop. No big deal. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about this cocktail party. Yes. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I, there is truly, there's so much to unpack here. I, I, I'm in a writer's room right now and Nobody in the show, nobody except for one other woman, I think, is watching the show. So mm. every night we talk about what we did the night before and everyone had like plans because they have lives and stuff. Right. And I told them about Champagne Gate and I think I turned them all into believers <laughs> because this is it was the most epic thing I have ever I've seen. I've really never seen anything like it. OK, I'm just going to do like a brief football breakdown and okay. then let's talk about it. OK. Thank you. Because, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of plays. OK, so a lot of turnovers because of the Hannah Brown situation. A lot of girls who were on that group date didn't end up getting a ton, enough time with Peter. And of course, the cocktail ceremony ended up sneaking up on them. So their eliminations were happening and people needed time with him in order to convince convince Peter that they were worth. Worthy, worthy of, of his rose. love. Of his love. Yeah, yes. As you do in the early stages. As one does within the early stages. So Lexi, who was present on the Hannah date, wanted to do a little something special. So she had a champagne bottle that she had gotten for her birthday a year prior, and she'd been waiting for a special occasion to share this champagne bottle with somebody. So what she did was she did a nice little setup. She was so excited. And what ended up happening were girls who ended up getting a lot of time with him, i.e. my Kenna, ended up stealing him away. And she was getting worked up. So she's got girlfriends popping in and being like, it's okay. Just think about your champagne bottle. Mm -mm. You got this. Good friends on this season. Good friends. I stand that Alaya girl because yeah. the girl who's doing her makeup. Yeah, the girl that was helping with her concealer. Yeah. It was truly a sweet, like the, one of the kindest acts well, of friendship I've I ever also seen. just thought even when she's explaining it to everyone, everyone's like, this is so great. Like, this is so important to you. We're all so excited for you to have this moment. Like, yes. I was like, what a supportive group of girls. What a supportive group of girls. So she's getting worked up, maybe a little too worked up, specifically at my Kenna. I thought that was a little uncalled right, for. Right, my Kenna was not a snake just for like, 
Yes. Hey, can I sue you for a sec? No. And she took that. Like, she took Kelsey calling her a bitch like a fucking jam. I also, by the way, I do have a side note. I think that my Kenna wanted to come into this season as the villain. I think she wanted to be the villain. We have to talk about that take. <laughs> Can I, can we finish Let's do this? it later. Let's and do it later. Be, again, because there are so many parts. Let's do it later. But this is like a, this, we'll come back to it. This is our base reality. And then we need to unpick everything. Mm-hmm. So she ends up. <clears throat> so the girls, so the girls are like, don't worry. Just think about your champagne bottle. You are going to get your time. You're going to get your time. And then all of a sudden in the distance, they hear a pop and the girls immediately rush to Kelsey's and they're like, I'm sure it's not your champagne bottle. It's not. It couldn't be. It couldn't possibly Mm -mm. be. And so she's like, let me just go check. Turn the corner. Who is drinking her famed champagne? Was on the counter for a full year. For a full year. But Hannah Ann. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, okay. Do you want to stop it? Pause it here? Yes. Because I pose a question. Okay. Did Hannah and no, it was Kelsey. Well, I think this is the biggest question that we have to ask. I think, of course she did. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, no, there is. Listen, she had, Hannah and handled everything terribly. There is no uh, way. I, I don't know that. She, okay. Whoa. I think we have it. And I'm excited to, to talk this through with okay, you. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. So, all right. Let me. Why don't I talk about Hannah Ann? Because I, I came to her defense a little bit last week. She, as soon you know, Kelsey confronts everyone. She mm-hmm. in front of Peter. She's like, I have no. I, I had no idea. I had no idea. She, Kelsey. That that's Kelsey, Hannah's defense. Yeah. That's Hannah's defense to Kelsey going off. Kelsey the walks in on her and Peter drinking the champagne and goes. She pulls it. You know what you did. You mm. know what you did. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's straight up Carolyn talking to Ari mm-hmm. at, gosh, mm-hmm. women tell all. Mm. You know what you did. You know what you did. You know what you did. And Hannah's like, I had no idea. I had no idea. And at this moment, Peter did the exact right thing, I think, because ha- uh, because Kelsey storms off into tears. Yeah. Hannah Ann, I'll be right back. Kelsey, let's go talk. They find a second champagne set up. Hannah Ann goes, clearly there was a mix-up between the two champagne setups. Clearly there was a mix-up. <laughs> clearly. And then and she's explaining this to all the girls. And Peter's like, let's open the new champagne. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I would like to give a, a, an award to our dear cameramen. Because what ended up happening was, let's find a new champagne. Kelsey knocks over a champagne the new champagne kelsey knocks it over the camera zooms in it was like uh, it <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just like they on were the ground setting us up and for we, what's to come we hear kelsey i don't even care <laughs> i don't even care the champagne is on the floor peter picks up the champagne bottle again the editors and the cameraman have the wa- have the wherewithal to know to zoom in on the fallen champagne glass so Peter finally calms her down, cal- finally calms Kelsey down. And he he opens, he corks it and pops it open. He's like, should we drink should it? Should we and drink she's it? like, okay, let's drink it. And the beats are perfect because it's like, would you like 
it in a champagne glass or would you like it in the bottle? You know, she's not always a classy bitch to her, like, quoting Kelsey. That's Kelsey's word. She would like to drink it out of a bottle. And she does this kind of, like, shimmy as she says it. I think she was trying to, I think she thought she was getting a kiss. I, some, there was just, She definitely thought she was getting a kiss right before they were drinking that champagne. And then Peter was like, no, no, no. I champagne first champagne is first how, then we kiss yes at this point they're getting applauses from the girls and they're so like so gorgeous she's finally getting so her gorgeous moment. everyone's cheering I'm pretty sure Hannah Ann's cheering we're all finally cheering <laughs> and then in just the most beautiful timing mwah, like thank you universe <laughs> sweet Kelsey takes a sip <laughs> from her bottle and, and it comes on her face. <laughs> <laughs> shot, it was so jarring to her that she had to spit. <laughs> she also had to spit out what she was able to get in her mouth because it was so terrifying. I have never seen a, I, uh, I think uh, Tammy put it best when she said, Kelsey is the embodiment of what happened with the champagne bottle. Like it was such a beautiful metaphor to what was happening and such a gorgeous crescendo to the built up drama. She really did provide us with such a piece of art this week. Oh, I loved it. So Hannah Ann. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. I, I, I am on the side that I don't think she knew because I d- what I do agree with Hannah Ann about mm-hmm. is she was like, we have barely spoken in this house. I barely know you. I know nothing about you. It has. I mean, as we know, it hasn't mm-hmm. even been a full week. It's mm-hmm. been a couple days. Sure. There's almost 30 girls in the house. She's like, we've never spoken. How would I know that this was your champagne? How would I know that you were planning this? Of course. And if this. And if this world existed in the vacuum of only what we see is what happens, I would be in full agreement with you. Um, however, we know we have evidence. Not o- We have evidence in two ways that she's in the producer's pockets. First, on the first night, she was already getting validated by Peter. Yeah. Making out with him a bunch, and she kept interrupting, which was clearly a producer move. And... The only my argument for her her having known was her having that glass of champagne was also a producer move. I agree. Not no, but she didn't have to know that it was that champagne to do so. (laughs) She is so clearly in the producer's pocket in a way like I will play any game that you want me to play that I'm having a hard time imagining that they weren't like, you know, what would be fun. I agree that she didn't have that information from Kelsey, but I definitely she think she might have had it. had it from one of her producers. Yeah, but I mean, at least, I mean, she had, a, like, Kelsey never said anything to her, so she has an alibi. Sure, she has an alibi, but the girl, if she's worried about a snake, it's not my Kenna. No, it's not my Kenna. Well, don't worry. She calls Hannah Anna also a snake. Okay, but it's, it isn't my Kenna, who, by the way, my roommate astutely pointed out as looking like an Olsen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally, totally, totally. Mm -hmm. But it is, this is what, ugh, there's, this was, again, I think Hannah Ann is a fucking genius, but she's evil. When Kelsey was so highly emotional at the end of the night, like, 
and they were trying to get her to do, the girls were trying to rally her up to do a toast and she was like I'm not gonna do it Hannah got this little mm-hmm. side eye smirk and she was like yeah I'll do it yeah um, here's to an amazing night and hopefully falling in love with the guy's a man of our dreams like the girl knows how to pull well, a power move Better than anyone else she I've ever seen. She has more confidence than Jojo Fletcher, which I did not know she was more, quite possible. She's more confidence, but she's more cunning. She's a Slytherin if I've ever seen yeah. her. So where where I so I got a little worried because how she was she was trying to speak to Kelsey and Kelsey was highly emotional was obviously not the time. Yes. I think what Hannah Ann probably should have done as like a good human being is just being like Kelsey. I, I see you're really upset. I am so sorry, which she never said sorry. I she, am, what she did say was my trigger. Yep. I acknowledge your feelings. Nope. What she said is, I'm sorry you feel bad. Which I'm is sorry the opposite you, of an apology. And it's I'm, the most condescending yeah. thing you could say to somebody. I'm sorry you feel bad. I acknowledge your feelings. We're moving on. We're moving on. I have to say what worried me mm-hmm. is as I was watching this, I was like, oh my gosh, she's so, like, this is bad. Like, just to say to someone who is like a blubbering mess, like, yes, what she should have done. I see her upset. I am so, so sorry about what happened tonight. Can we talk about this tomorrow? After the rose ceremony. That's, as a decent human being, that's what should have been done. I was concerned because I do think that my go-to not to be manipulative or condescending would would be how Hannah Ann reacted. And I believe that her intention was to be condescending. But I think that out of pure, just like being really, really uncomfortable, I would have said the same thing of like... I'm really sorry you're upset. Uh, I acknowledge what's happening here and I'm moving on. I was like, I watched that and I was like, this is really bad, but I think it's actually how I would have reacted, which is like, I guess I could be made a villain on the show. I wouldn't totally mind that. (laughs) But you wouldn't, okay. I think at least the next day I would have been like, I feel so terrible. I'm so sorry. Let's talk about it. I do think one of the funniest moments of this entire thing of all of Champagne Gate I think this might even trump the bottle coming on her face <laughs> was when she's crying in the bathroom and all the girls are comforting her and Peter knocks on the door and he's like, hey, can I talk to Kelsey? She goes, is it Peter? No, he can't come. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> then no. <laughs> she's, no. She's also so mad at Peter. <laughs> Well, she—I don't think she was ready to face him at that moment. She needed a. <laughs> Is breath. it Peter? No, <laughs> then no. Um, and they're all like no Peter now is not the time <laughs> which is like hilarious that they were choosing her over Peter they're like Peter it's time to go right I now think every- it's like the guy it's like the boyfriend that cheated on the girlfriend it's time for you to leave <laughs> that totally was the mark and I think she just showed that she needed them more like she needed them more than Peter needed them in the moment and I just I thought this yeah. was both a brilliant display of girl on girl crime and uh, girls, women supporting women. And um, I just want to go back to what you said earlier about how you would have handled it in this situation as somebody who knows you intimately and who has fought with you. Um, I think you, I, I don't think you would have ever used the phrase, I, I, I'm sorry that you feel bad. I think you probably would have had the right temperament, which I think is the healthier temperament to have. Clearly, Hannah Ann is better at, um, managing her emotions and Kelsey. <laughs> Most I, yeah, people are it's better. Wild. <laughs> even even somebody like me is better. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but um in no way after seeing Kelsey as upset 
as she was, would you have pulled that power move during the toast? Right. And that's when you see her true colors. That's it's when you these, see her true colors. It's it's in these little, it's the when the flowers come through the cracks in the cement that like, that is who, or like weeds or whatever, or weeds in the cement or like, that is who Hannah Ann really is. Yeah. These, these little I, tiny subtle power moves that she does. And it, it's so small that you can almost not see them. But it all builds up into this just like sort of evil carrot. Ooh, I also She's think a that that <laughs> moment with the speech was where we saw Peter's true colors, which mm-hmm. had been ultimately positive for us so far in. But for mm-hmm. him to know that Kelsey had such a rough night, yeah. he was so good about following her about talking to her all of that and then for him to be like Kelsey do the speech I thought was so such a sweet like Mm -hmm. that's the moment I fell in love with Peter Weber was when he was like Kelsey give us a speech like this is this is your time you deserve to give us a speech with a champagne and while she politely declined (laughs) it was really a sweet moment from Peter and it made me just like really proud of him like I understand why his mom cries every time she looks at it (laughs) I I think she raised a really kind soul yeah or she nurtured a kind soul into a great person so well intentioned and I think his actions mirror his intentions which is Mm -hmm. often not what happens with our bachelors Mm -mm. I mean I don't want to exclude I mean we see it with the bachelorettes as well obviously Hannah Brown I don't think you know her intention was to do all of that but it's like rarely with the bachelors can we see their actions mirror their true intentions Mm -hmm. and he's done such a good job of that I agree I he's one of the better people at it and that that could be obviously a result of being raised right by two parents who seem very loving and supportive and also having watched like or having watched other bachelors mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you can kind of tell the ones that study and try to do better. Um, Ari was not among them. Um, no, Ari <laughs> had a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> Who was was Ari our latest bachelor between Peter? No, 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 no. no, no. Colton. Colton. Colton was our latest. Right. Ari was before Colton, I think. Nick and Ben, we had we had good guys in Nick and Ben. Nick and Ben were great. I mean, Ben. <sighs> I mean, that guy was a mess, <laughs> but in like a really sweet, charming way. <laughs> I mean, just uh, uh, to close out Champagne Gate, like truly mm-hmm. kudos to the film makers the auteurs the storytellers <laughs> well, there was there was one moment that i i really thought was very hilarious too all the women after champagne gate had their itms that were not involved and they're like okay so here's the situation <laughs> and it reminded me of that episode in parks and rec when Anne didn't realize that she had been chris- dumped by chris traeger and leslie's like okay so here's what went down <laughs> they did a very very good job yeah, um, I, I applaud you. I think you deserve an Emmy because of this. I think I've swayed an entire entire writer's room to start watching. Um, so uh, thank perfect. you for your time, your efforts. You were really doing the Lord's work. <laughs> so we have a rose ceremony. Kelsey's called last, calls Peter out. Why do you always call me last? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I okay. My one thing. I do think that my Kenna... Mm-hmm wanted to come into this season being the oh, villain. Oh, yes. Talk about that take. As I, I, I see, I think her execution does not match her intention. <laughs> 
not that I think that she is a bad person or I think she is a villain. I don't think she is a snake, but I think she really, really wanted to make a splash. Maybe villain's not the right word, but in a way that Demi did. Oh, like a Demi Corinne. I think she really wanted to be like a Demi Corinne type. Uh, yes. Yeah. So uh, mm. who started as villains and then, ever, you know, kind of early on amongst the women. Mm-hmm. And because I, she just... I don't know. Everything she like says and does he feels like so outrageous to me. But then she just like is like too sweet and nice that mm. I think everyone's like, you're too nice and it's not going to happen. <laughs> like she is confident. I can't like I won't take that away from her. Yeah. But I think she wanted to be the Demi. Right. Of this season. And I don't I do not think it's going well for her. Yeah. Granted, she did not tell me this ahead of time. This is just like me. It looks like somebody who studied what Demi and Corinne did. Right. And tried to regurgitate. Sure. Well, I think anytime you try to study what other people did and then uh, it's not going to work out properly for you, it might come out a little sideways. Um, I don't know. I like her. She seems good natured. No, I, I like her too. She also, if anyone, and we're going to get to this later because Hannah Ann has the gall to call Kelsey a bully. She was, Kelsey was not a bully to Hannah Ann, but if Kelsey was a bully to anybody, it might've been to McKenna. It was definitely to Mike Hannah. <laughs> definitely. I feel like she was the only one who really had a case in that situation. Okay. I want to talk about the Revolve date because mm. this is a huge deal. This is one of those sweet moments where we get to see Bachelor kind of bridging the world between the in-season and post-season mm-hmm. because every single girl here is not competing to win Peter's heart. They're not even competing to win the Revolve Closet. They're competing for ads on Instagram mm-hmm. the second that they're set home. Mm-hmm. So if they make an impression with Revolve, mm-hmm. they're coming out of here with an Instagram ad deal. Oh, yeah. Which is exactly why they came on the show. Yep. This is them auditioning for their uh, future bosses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a, this is an interview. And what this is an interview. better judges than... Carson from Queer Eye (laughs) and Janice Dickinson. My goodness. Incredible, incredible leaders to bring us into this front. Just gorgeous reactions during the fashion show itself. (laughs) Well, yes. Um, Something that did bother me is one of the girls I don't recall who was like, we're in Hollywood. And I'm like, you're in West Hollywood. (laughs) Please. Please. Girl from Chicago. That was an insult to say that Revolve was in Hollywood. That was an insult to Revolve. Guess who doesn't get an Instagram ad? Whoever you were. <laughs> Whoever said that. Um, can we talk about Victoria F. during yes. this date? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I actually don't. I actually. I actually have no words. <laughs> I mean, I thought she was not even going to walk out onto the stage. That's how she was I okay so what we know about Victoria F so far she can't get through a sentence without crying well my favorite thing that she said was all Peter knows is I'm the girl who whispers yeah at least she's self-aware yeah um like really like cannot get through uh, like breathing without crying um yet somehow um uh, <laughs> no, there's no word. I, I am stunned there's speechless no for her catwalk. There's no word. I mean, she kisses Peter on the mouth. When and she <laughs> took off her trench coat 
And she had By that. By the way, she walked out and the queer eye guy was like, classy. <laughs> <laughs> and she like ripped it off and it was lingerie. When it was that the sexiest slip I have ever seen in my entire life, I could see Peter's boner on his face. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like you literally saw the blood rushing to his face and he was like, what? She's too hot. But what is this? What? Who is the girl who can't get through the sentence without crying and then goes out and it is the most confident and sexual I think. Being? Well, I think that you touched on it a little bit last week. She is maybe one of the most stunning people I've ever seen on human earth. Yes. And like Meghan Markle once her, and I really, because we don't know that much about her. I really don't, do not want to belittle her to just her looks. Sure. We do know she makes me laugh a ton. I mean, for sure. I, but I, I think because she is so breathtakingly gorgeous within outrageous body I mean it's not even just like oh she's thin I mean she has all the curves in all the right places you know Mm -hmm. she's so I'm I don't know that I've ever seen someone so well proportioned Mm. as well that I think once the spotlight is on the way that she looks and not her personality Mm. she feels that she can shine so she knows where and again, I, I hate to belittle this that like her strengths are her looks because I don't know much about her yet. Yeah. But from what I have seen, she can rely on that to shine and then kind of show some personality from there. I don't know that personality is exactly what she showed. <laughs> um, huge. Well, chemistry. <laughs> titties, perhaps. Huge. Um. I think that you're onto something. And I also, yeah, I, again, because she's not, she doesn't have to necessarily use her personality in a world in which everybody's beautiful. Nobody is, you know, and this is one of the more stunning mm, casts. Yeah. So it is it, just a yeah. scenario where she's not used to, um, a guy maybe prefer- preferring anybody over her. And it's, right. her she, I imagine when she's in a bar in the real world, I can't recall where she's from Virginia beach. Right. Mm-hmm. When she's like at a bar in Virginia beach, I imagine every single man in that room and probably a good amount of women are <laughs> talking to her or yeah. approaching her. Not that this has anything to do with anything, but it is sort of mm. like a sideways fact about her. I, uh, somebody sent me a link. Um, so she is a model, obviously. Okay. Um, also, she's a student, which is her her um, her job description, I, I think. Um But she was a model for like an All Lives Matter clothing campaign. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) In a way that I'm like, who uh, even more so like who what is this mystery person? (laughs) Like, I don't I I just feel like I'm getting a hodgepodge (laughs) of facts of her. That it's just like I'm, I'm willing to watch it unfold. Oh, same. Oh, I'm absolutely here for it. But. Alas, Hannah Ann wins in the wedding dress. I have to see, say uh, my favorite reaction was when my Kenna walks out in a sequin dress and Janice yells, no, this isn't Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think you're doing? My Kenna didn't let that derail her. She still did like a sexy she Vegas did, like, dance she, move. She said that like she felt her most comfortable that day and she was in like an 80s puffy one shoulder sequin top yeah i gotta be honest i hated both of the outfits she picked out 
but I love how she dresses in the house. Mm. So uh, that was also, it was just like, did you overthink this one a little too much, my kind of? Did you underthink it? Okay. Do you think that Victoria absolutely lost her mind when Hannah Ann won? Because for I know she said that it's not about the clothes, but do you think it was a little bit sure, about the clothes? Sure, of course it was about the clothes. I mean, that to me is better than a boyfriend. The I, entire Revolve closet. I had a moment in this where I was just like, what would I, what would satisfy me more? Like, right. I, a like, boyfriend I had that, or the revolve closet. Yeah. Like I was just like, what actually would give me more emotional fulfillment? I know. Not having to worry about your clothes for like a year and like feeling like good and sexy every time you walked out or like, yeah, a boyfriend that might last a couple of months after. Yeah. I think answer, it's probably the clothes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think... Mm-hmm. Granted, I've never been in this position before. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't speak from experience, but that is, I mean, I was way more jealous of this than I was of like, who was it? Um, Becca, like winning the Rachel Zoe dresses. Wait, where are you going to wear those Rachel Zoe? No, these are not only the everyday a cocktail clothes. party. Exactly. She did get Louboutins, which was kind of cool. Great. But you will wear them <laughs> twice a year. <laughs> but right. The Revolve Closet's a bigger deal. It's a bigger deal. So again, we have to go. We have to talk about Hannah Ann again. So she wears a wedding dress, which was definitely a producer telling her to do that. Yes. And was adhering to Janice's note of wanting to see something she's never seen before. Right. Like it it worked and she has like only Hannah Ann, only somebody who's as confident and cool as Hannah Ann could have pulled off that wedding dress. Right. If Kelsey would have come out in that wedding dress, there would have been a restraining order against her. Right. They would have kicked her off. Yeah. Context no, matters with the wedding true. dress. It is true. It is true. But the reason she won... <laughs> Was again because of another savage move on the runway when it was between her and Victoria F. And they walked out on the runway. (laughs) And again, kudos to the brilliant filmmakers. Yeah, no, this was a good move. For zeroing in on Hannah, sashaying her dress in front of Victoria. And then when it was clearly time to walk down, the slow-mo shot of Victoria walking alone a, a hair too soon and hannah ann taking she, that well, moment but hannah ann turns around like she's gonna walk back turns back Savage. to the end of the runway Savage. hello world here i am it's one of those things where it's like at this point it's like uh, maybe i respect her more than i I definitely am. fear her for oh, sure, God. for sure, for sure. Ladies, do not let him next to your husband. So she, so she calls Kelsey a bully for reasons that are obvious. Not because Kelsey was a bully. That's not the obvious reason. No, she trolled Kelsey. Kelsey she had an real, irrational reaction yeah, because she realizes. Yeah, Kelsey had an irrational reaction. She realizes that Peter is consoling her, giving her time. That's exactly what happened. So yes. in order to break that apart. Oh, no, she's a bully. Don't listen to her. But she was, again, played a fucking smart because she used Kelsey's language. Yeah, she's very smart. As a way, as a weapon to prove that she was a bully because, yes, that is bully language. But Kelsey wasn't bullying her. She was being trolled. She was bullying my Yes, she was (laughs) bullying my But she was being trolled by Hannah Ann and flew off of the handle. And Hannah knew, 
was able to capitalize on a situation and reframe it in a way that fit her narrative or fit her agenda is what mm, I'm trying to say. Mm, mm, Girl's a genius. Really, really smart. I mean, I'm expecting big things from her this year. Yeah. God, I kind of wish she was running for president. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, kind of. Well, she's, e- she's evil. Like, right. Or she's what, how would we? I mean, evil. I don't know. Do I think she has tons of true girlfriends? No. Like in her life? No. Can I point out to you an interesting observation yeah, that I found? Of course. So I, you know, when I, when I get attached to storylines, I have to follow all the girls on Instagram and I will obviously, right, right, I'm, right, I'm right. not crazy. I'm going to unfriend them a year from now. You know, when, when they, no right it takes about a year me. i mean i actually think i like just un- unfollowed tia yeah like i was like oh i don't need but tia the, in my such is the cycle of of life right so i'm following all of them and i'm keeping up as much as i can of course they all follow each other on instagram <laughs> sorry i'm just She's trying still to hear people <laughs> hannah comments on all of kelsey's photos Calling her a classic beauty, laughing at Champagne Gate, like, like, ah, Champagne Gate, like, and then did like heart eyes towards Kelsey. She's clearly trying to create an Instagram narrative, unless they have since made up. Is Kelsey two- coming back, commenting back? No, no, no. Yeah, she's just, she's just creating proof for her. I mean, she's, again, she's smart. Girl's good at receipts. Again, unless something happens. How? Because uh, at, at Women Tell All. How could you tell me that I was being rude to you? I comment on all of your Instagrams all the time. Yeah. Everyone go look and see. They're there. Yeah. She's she's long haunting this. This is this is next level stuff. She could never be the next bachelorette, but she will be around forever, forever. Yeah. I, I dare you to try to get rid of her. I don't think you can. No. God, I wonder what Lauren Bushnell's thinking right now. Why? Oh, the croissant. <laughs> I will bring it up. Sixty eight weeks often, ago, I just often wonder what Lauren Bushnell is. <laughs> it's like I almost don't make a move unless I wonder what Lauren Bushnell. For people who might have right, not have heard last, fair. who might not have heard last week's episode or the episode before that, Chris Lane, Lauren Bushnell's husband, created an Instagram story where he's serenading Hannah Ann, and it was like barely over a year ago, and, ha- and matches it up a, with the time. Was it a private serenading? It was like in somebody's backyard and she was like dancing and Chris Lane like made a caption like she's so bad at dancing. <gasps> no. Like in a playful, like flirty, cute way. I mean, all Chris Lane did was DM every girl connected to this world and then waited mm-hmm. for one of them to catch on. And mm-hmm. listen, I love Lauren Bushnell. I do support her. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I mean, whatever. Maybe it was just maybe the right person replied the right person you know what i mean this is a this is a good argument for just dm everybody from your past um and then see what i've sticks. tried and none of them stuck <laughs> i've had my moments some of them might have happened this past weekend um <laughs> i love i mean i don't do it much anymore but i love dming people from my past yeah, sure. I mean, like, I'll DM, like, I did I did this recently. I DM'd, like, an old colleague, a female colleague yeah. that 
just like hey how are you doing looks like everything's great i don't know why i like doing that oh the thing i like about social media is that i can stay connected to everybody i guess that's what everyone likes about (laughs) staying connected to people from your past well that and like you know proving to all your exes that you're killing it right right that also helps Um, so if anyone is listening, not any of our exes, but anyone who is listening to this podcast right now, uh, wants to DM us, just know that it will, <laughs> it will be received warmly. Yeah. We like DMs. Um, and if you don't DM us, maybe we'll DM you first. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? <laughs> All right. Well, thanks guys. I can't wait to see where the season goes. I can't wait to see who's <laughs> Peter's mom wants to, <laughs> to bring home to her. Oh my God. What a great promo. Wow. I am so in. I have a theory. Hit I don't think it. it's anyone specific. Okay. I think it's Peter being like, I'm in love with somebody, but I'm really afraid that I'm going to screw it up. And I think his mother's so emotional because she's mm. just like, I want you to be with somebody that makes you happy. Yeah. And so uh, that's kind of my theory. Um, I assumed it was Madison because it's the only girl she knows. <laughs> <laughs> How weird was when Peter brought her that for that framed picture of his family. It looked like she was photoshopped in. <laughs> I know that we saw them take the photo, but still. Yeah. That I was didn't creepy. like that. That was like the first, I was like, Peter, that was, <laughs> well, but we still, tough. we support you and we encourage you. Oh my God. Every day. As we do with the rest of you. So, all right guys, we'll see you next week. DM us. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, you can find us again wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Hiya, I'm Hallie Labonte from Mega the Podcast. I'm a weekend producer at Twin Hills, a fictional mega church in Broad Ripple, Indiana. And I'm Gray Haas. I'm the youth pastor of our church's teen ministry called Climax. On every episode of Mega the Podcast, we improvise with a new guest comedian playing a different character from our community. Tune in and hear episodes with guests like Cecily Strong. How would you me all through whatever? Sorry, am I allowed to say that? I don't know. You know what? It's covered in the blood. Rory Scovel. Uh, yeah, I said, hey, we could build houses or we could, uh, we could build our faith in Christ out on a golf course. Eliza Coop. The way I plow the snow is uh, I'm not doing it by any other guidance except from from God. And Scott adds it. Physics is the proof of God. Wow. Because it's perfect. Oh. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. We couldn't think of physics. Right. Only he could think of physics. Isn't that right? We're on Campfire Media. Listen to Mega wherever you find podcasts. Campfire.